Hello, Playlist Podcast Network listeners. The interview you are about to hear was conducted prior to the SAG after strike and held until this time upon request. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to The Discourse, a short-form, one-on-one interview podcast with filmmakers, actors, and other industry folks, brought to you by The Playlist and hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo. Today, we are finally getting to release the interview I did way back during the Tribeca Film Festival with Michael Sarah and Sophia Lillis. They're promoting the release of their indie sibling drama entitled The Adults. The film follows three siblings who are brought together after a long separation and the awkward dance of reconnection that follows. It's directed by Dustin Guy Defa and hits limited theaters on August 18th. Michael Sarah, you obviously know through his work in things like Superbad or Arrested Development, uh, the recent Barbie movie, Scott Pilgrim, so much more. Sophia Lillis was in Dungeons and Dragons earlier this year. She was also in the recent It films. Both are tremendously talented and give great performances in the movie, which is this very quiet and quirky examination of a unique sibling relationship, which, you know, obviously at one point was very codependent, and then they kind of drifted apart as adults, partly for selfish reasons. It's really interesting. Um, Sarah isn't, you know, that typical lovable goof that he always plays. He has some really dark, real moments in this, especially when it comes to his clear gambling addiction. But yeah, even with those darker moments, there's a lot of real joy in it. There's some funny choreographed dance sequences. We talk about their characters and the film in the interview. Before I shoot you over to that, I've got to tell you that the discourse is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, Bingeworthy, Deep Focus, and more. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite shows. Be sure to subscribe and drop us a rating or a comment as we do very much appreciate it. Or just head on over to theplaylist.net for film and TV news, reviews, interviews, and more. Okay, here's my chat with the wonderful Michael Sarah and Sophia Lillis. Awesome. Mike D'Angelo with The Playlist. Michael, Sophia, wonderful to speak with you today. You Big doing? fans. Hello. Obviously, I have been wearing this oh. in your honor. It's Never wonderful. <laughs> You're not getting the, the money from this one, that's for sure. No, it's a, what's, what's that from? Nothing. It, oh. I think you got <laughs> photoshopped <laughs> into it. <laughs> that's oh. funny. But yeah. You know, I worked with Mike Collins, who is, you know, the third astronaut in the Apollo 11 mission. Oh, really? <laughs> Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, Mike Collins. Wow. And I worked that's with pretty him crazy. on a movie. Yeah. Movie that's oh, <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it, it was one that I couldn't pass up, and I either get one of two reactions to it. It's that's amazing, or why? Um, yeah. And I'm completely fine with both. I'm completely fine. <laughs> um, how's Tribeca treating you guys? It's great. Good. It's good. It's fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Are, are actors like when you're promoting a film, are you able to jump in and like see other films, or are you just like that's not possible right now? Uh, it depends. I think uh, I feel like this time around, I feel like I have more time. Are you going to see something? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, there's a few things that, that seem interesting that I really want to go to, but, uh, That's great. um, you know, once, once I have, you know, the, the, the time, you know, yeah. after, after this, I think after today, after today. it's, 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 uh, I'm, that sounds great. Free rain. <laughs> 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 I was actually, I was, a, uh, on a jury, on a jury at Tribeca years Look ago. Look at you. Wow. For, wow. for documentaries. 
So everybody's welcoming you back like a king, I'm sure. Yeah, and I accosted uh, Robert De Niro at uh, one of the parties. <laughs> Wonderful. Just introduced myself, but I was like really tight. I was like, there he is, there's my window. I was like, hi, I'm Michael, I'm on one of the juries. I just want to say it's really nice to be here at the festival. Really nice to meet you. And I walked away. And he was just like, <laughs> I think he appreciated that I didn't take more than eight seconds to, <laughs> to, to force him to meet me. <laughs> Best to get in and out there with De Niro. Yeah. Uh, anyways, like I was saying, <laughs> genuine fan of the both of you. The adults is no exception. It's really unique. I'm uh, from a family with three siblings, including myself. So there's oh. a lot of dynamics that I was seeing mirrored there. When you're presented these roles, these unique sibling roles, what made you jump in and say yes? Was it that sibling dynamic? Um, I, I actually, I've been you know friends with Dustin for years. So I, uh, yeah. I've been sort of keeping up with Dustin since working with him seven years ago. And um saw the script coming together and I'm just a big fan of Dustin's writing and him as a filmmaker. So that was it for me. I sort of, you know, I came to it that way and I loved the way this script was developing and evolving over time. What, I'm, what made me say yes? Uh, I, I liked um, the, uh, the people. That's <laughs> all you need. And the location. And the money. <laughs> hey <-oh. laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the main reason. <laughs> uh, no, I, I like the script. I like this. <laughs> I, like the, uh, I thought it was just a, a really interesting uh, take on a sibling relationship. And yeah. I can relate to that because I do have siblings. Uh, yeah. So uh, a lot of it was very uh, funny because <laughs> we thought a lot about uh, the way I talk to my brother. Um, right. Very much of that. I was, I was the person who made up the characters and the voices and the dancing he sort of was also there um when we doing that but uh, i was definitely that 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 kind of kid growing up so yeah no it was it was a uh, it was funny to 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 see that as a very universal experience so the sibling dynamic between you guys it's it's really unique in that they have you know all this familiarity with each other they're they're kind of stunted by their past in the way in a way but were you given time to kind of get together and maybe familiarize each other with each other or just you know rehearse to kind of get that dynamic perfect or were you guys just like that's the the part of being a professional actor and i just got it baby because it one of those things <laughs> yeah. we did we did get to rehearse a little yeah and um it was very useful as far as you know figuring out particularly the um you know, variety of like characters and voices that that our characters have from their childhood that they do together. These mm -hmm. these games and these characters that they invented. You know, figuring out the voices and that language that they have yeah. together. But you know, as far as like and the rest of the movie, we did rehearse the scenes and stuff. But um, I mean, there's like a, such a strong feeling of estrangement that we see between them that you know that that was the main thing to, to that we sort of play mm -hmm. in the scenes for most of the movie is this gulf that's come between them over time, you know? Um, so it wasn't like we had to really develop like a closeness with each other, mm -hmm. actually. It was kind of like a, like a loss of closeness, which is a strange thing to like develop between each other. And then everything kind of comes through, you know, the, the characters and the voices we do. That's sort of where you see a, a window into how close we, we really are, actually, you know, and with right. this shared language that we we have yeah it is funny that we had to go like the opposite way yeah a bit when it comes to the background of these characters and how much 
you know, I, I know you said there's a gulf between, you know, how, how much time they've seen each other and maybe their relationship has, you know, seen better days and they're stunted by their past. Did you discuss with Dustin, like those specific instances that led to this, or were you just like kind of making it up in your, in your own mind? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that there's like a particular, I don't think there are particular events that have driven them apart. It's more just time and the way that they've grown individually, the people that they are, that just this like ever, you know, expanding wedge kind of coming between them and, and, and it's cha it changes too. And at least, you know, that's, that's kind of, I think what happens in real life is like it changes over time where you can be distant and, and then close. And, and especially when it's, you know, three siblings, I come from a three sibling family and like over time, you know, throughout the years, maybe two people will be close and then you'll get close with the other person, you know, it's kind of like always changing, you know, so it, it, it's not, yeah, we know any, to answer your question, as far as like backstory, I don't think there was like, you know, or any particular specific traumatic event or something that yeah to the, to where they are now it's just like this yeah and they do point to the death of the mom and i i i understand that that would be something that could kind of like drive at least a little time between them that they wouldn't want to see yeah. each other because of yeah. that so that's really interesting yeah, and the death but, of the mom also is sort of this catalyst you know for bringing them back together actually yeah to, yeah to, to deal with it or to not for sure not, not deal with it <laughs> <laughs> so like you were saying, they have these really interesting quirks, some more obvious and overt than others. How much was that like you guys playing around versus like he had very specific like things in mind for you to be doing? It, 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 some of them, some of them he written down and some of them yeah. we actually, you know, talked about like yeah. some of them that didn't even make it to the, uh, the, the end of it. But, mm -hmm. um, there were like, you know, certain moments like the, uh, Mitch, Mitch uh, voice and kind of a little bit of that and then the me oh yeah with the, yeah. With the pencil and stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. like there were some little tidbits that were just were talked about like a few days prior yeah. and then some of it um I mean the way he writes too is very naturalistic so a lot of the stuff mm -hmm. that seems like it would be uh improv is actually not <laughs> but <laughs> there were a few moments where where it was a bit of a workshoppy and and, and I think that it added something to it a little bit you could kind of tell in a way that it is very like a because everything that's like stuff that we would have collaborated together as kids we kind of collaborated yeah. together prior to the especially the dance the dances with, with you and hannah yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> and that was fun to work yeah i mean so i have to like give you credit for this because sophie and hannah you know like <laughs> invented this one dance the dance at the end of the movie that we do at the yeah. party so and there was fun. talking to the two of them, and they showed it to me and Dustin, and we were just like, this is amazing. It's so, so funny it's like to do out on the day. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, we were, we were uh, what was it? Well, where were we? We were, we like, were in, a... A, like a schoolhouse, like an abandoned schoolhouse that we, where they had us like, you know, hanging out to get to get dressed and stuff. We'd, and I think that's where you guys yeah. did it, right? We were at the, it was like up on the it's a weird little room. Weird little room. We were like, mm -hmm. okay, we've mm -hmm. got it. <laughs> yeah. It was, was kind of nerve-wracking, you know? So it's just in the script, is, and then they dance, and you guys are just like, well, we're going to figure this out. Yeah, yeah for that, you know, for some things were very specifically scripted, but um, yeah. Yeah, some things were kind of these blanks that we had to fill in. Some of the yeah. songs, too. I mean, you know, the music was sort of like Dustin had put lyrics in the um, script for songs that we, like, sat and invented and sang in our childhood, but we had to, like, figure out the music as we went. Yeah. And a lot of times it was very last-minute. Michael, for your character specifically, Eric, 
I, I was kind of like thinking about uh, an interview I did recently with Jason Siegel for Shrinking, where he said something like, I've built up enough cachet with the audience where they think I'm a likable guy or people just seem to like me. And it's fun <laughs> to try to push them outside of that, you know, to walk them up to the line or even over the line and see where they'll go with me. And I was like, well, with Eric, he does some really like unlikable things where you're like this, this guy, man, did you ever find yourself wanting to pull back from it or were you like fully embracing as far as like the un unlikable characteristics of this guy for me personally as a viewer you know i mean as a as a viewer of movies it's not like uh, very important to me to like a character as in like them or like their actions or endorse them as a human sure. being in order to find it compelling for sure i think in this case you know we are asking the audience to have sympathy for these people and and relate to their situation and their family dynamic and their struggles. Um, but I think that's in there. I mean, I think that Eric is a pretty confusing person to, you know, I mean, I'm confused by him and I find him mysterious a lot of the time and, and intriguing, but um, that doesn't prevent me from, from having a lot of feeling. Like when I read the script, I, I found him to be a very sad figure, you know? So I, I, I wasn't worried about whether people would, find him appealing, you know, I, I think, I think, because there's, you know, we all have people in our families that are not appealing people <laughs> in our larger families, perhaps. And, um, but you still like feel for them and you see the whole picture of their life and you have sympathy for them. So I, I think, you know, stories need to include all of those kind of people and not, not just people who are appealing or something. Oh, absolutely. With Maggie, I wouldn't say she's, she has those unlikable characteristics that Eric yeah. has. Uh, yeah. Um, she's got this real innocence and sweetness to her. Were you were you ever asked to like ride a line there with like too much quirkiness, not enough quirkiness, or were you just like that's that's the job is to find the line with her? Oh, uh, you know, it's a good idea. <laughs> is it too late to try that approach? I didn't really think about it too much. <laughs> really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, you know, she, yeah, she is a pretty quirky person, and, and you know, that's just kind of who she is, and, um, you know, uh, it's funny, you know, I, she's kind of, a, she has a bit of my humor, too, which is fun, so it's just kind of like, all I really felt like, it, I felt like with Maggie, it was just an ability to, a chance to really play, you know, mm. really just <laughs> you know, go go a little bit more nuts than I usually do with, you know, uh, dancing and the singing and the voices and the quirkiness and the little tidbits and the way she speaks, you know, and uh, uh, it's just a, I just kind of have had fun with that, you know, a little bit uh, more than I usually do. I usually do like really depressing characters, you know, <laughs> they're sad all the time. And <laughs> she is sad, but in you know, a different way. And, you know, <laughs> it's nice. In a to, happy way. Yeah, you know. <laughs> she, she had a, I had a chance to be happy. You know? <laughs> it's nice. You know? I'm personally least worried about Maggie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, I, she a, seems the I think most she'll be okay. stable. Yeah, I think she's going to be okay. <laughs> and, and she's you yeah. know, not fully stable, but she's the most, yeah. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, for together. sure. Yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> On the right track. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever find it cathartic to think about what happens after you kind of leave these characters with that in mind? I think the movie invites you to think that. I mean, I mm -hmm. think the way this movie ends sort of, you know, compels you to wonder where they're going to go from here and 
ends on a question kind of, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, but it does feel like, that it somehow feels like this was a healing journey for them, even though it was really rough sailing, you know. <laughs> it kind of feels like there's hope, you know, that, that they'll find some, some comfort and closeness with each other mm -hmm. in the future. But who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I think sure. I, I, I don't really think too much about what happens after because I mm. feel like it could go either way, but it doesn't really yeah. matter too much because at least you already got a sense of, you know, some change has happened mm -hmm. during the time. Um, you, yeah. you know, they went through it, you know, and whether it, you know, keeps going or goes back to, you know, its original state, at least there's like a, there is like a, a little bit of a, a shift there, you know, so... When it comes to uh, projects that you guys have either going on this year or have come out, Sophia, I was blown away by Dungeons and Dragons. I thought it was super fun and entertaining. Um, hoping against hope that it gets a sequel. Have you heard any uh, rumblings on that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I heard absolutely nothing. We kind of did our thing. We did a little little press tour thing, sure. and they're like, "Well, see you when we see you." <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed. Talking. But anyways, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be fun to go back to that uh, for sure. Um, so much you can really do with, yeah. with that Where game. did you shoot that? Uh, we shot that in Northern Ireland. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Gorgeous. It would be so nice to go back. I feel mm. like the, because also we shot it during COVID. So oh, yeah. it was a little harder to yeah. <laughs> enjoy Northern Ireland. A lot of things were closed. But uh, yeah. yeah, if we ever get a chance to go back. And then, Michael, I'm obviously a huge Scott Pilgrim fan. I know you and the entire cast are coming back for the animated series. Can you uh, uh, bring any light to whether this is kind of like a sequel or more of a reimagining? I think I shouldn't. I think I'm not supposed to say. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> but I can tell you it's really good. Really, really <laughs> funny. Um, I've had so much fun uh, recording it and... Um, getting to watch a little bit of it coming together. Uh, it's so good, I think. I don't I think know it's really good. Yeah, and it's all written by Brian Lee O'Malley, who you know created yeah. the graphic novels. And... I love the graphic novel. The graphic so it's cool. really in that language, and yeah. it's very funny. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. so cool. I can't wait. My, my editor is also like this huge Soderbergh guy, and he heard all about the Pendulum Project that you shot with like yeah. Roy Wood Jr. and Leif Schreiber. Yes. Um, apparently it's kind of like satirical sci-fi. What can you tease about that? I don't know what I should say. I mean, Roy Wood Jr. is so good. He's such a good actor. Um, yeah. That's not really a tease. That's just, <laughs> just an opinion. But I'm like, I'm amazed by him. And yeah, the project is fun. I mean, I, I don't know. Steven Soderbergh's like, uh, you know, incredible. Um, he just made this whole thing. We shot a lot of it on iPhones. Oh, wow. He's so nimble. And you're just watching, you're just like, amazed by what you're seeing by the way he works so it was I just cool to be around him iphones yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. you just crazy. go like to a bar Whoa. and like put an iphone here on a tripod and another iphone here and like do the scene in five seconds and like it's done that's amazing <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> that's so if cool. anyone's gonna shoot on an iphone and make it work it's soderbergh yeah. and i know he's done it before so it doesn't yeah. feel like small it feels it just feels like so so free yeah it's great that's amazing yeah yes. Well, I know you got a, you've had a bunch of stuff coming out. Either you know, I th Sophia, I think you have three or four projects in 2023. Michael, you have like two or three. I mean, hopefully, you guys are getting a much deserved break this summer. Or are you jumping right back into projects at this point? Summer is kind of a big question mark. I mean, huh? I think 
I'm not going to work, I think. No. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I'm going to be with family. But also, you know, it's, it's very likely I think there's going to be a strike. Yeah. Of our yeah, union, the union true. we belong to. Mm-hmm. So it's a very... It's a <laughs> Potentially. Very, yeah, who knows? I don't, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. I hope. I, I don't know, actually. Everything's kind I, of I would love to, to work. Yeah. <laughs> be and, nice uh, to work. Be nice to, yeah. you know, do stuff. But, yes. Uh, yeah, no, it's, that's the thing about acting is that it's like... <laughs> You never know. <laughs> it's always very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. But, for sure. Um, okay, now. awesome. Well, for our listeners, <laughs> it also releases in the U.S. on August 18th. Michael and Sophia are excellent in it. Thanks so much for your time, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs>